ND filters, what are they, what do they do, and do I need one? Hi and welcome to episode 134 of the Photography Explained podcast. This is take two because I said 133 the first time. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Nope, no Google required in this episode. Actually, there was a bit of Google, but I'll get on to that. Here is the answer a bit. ND stands for neutral density. A neutral density filter reduces the amount of light that passes through the lens to the camera sensor. This gives the photographer more control over the camera settings that he or she can use while still getting a correct exposure in a variety of lighting conditions. ND filters can be used in very bright conditions to help get the correct exposure or to reduce the depth of field. ND filters also allow photographers to use longer shutter speeds in conventional lighting situations for creative reasons, such as to blur water, clouds, or anything moving in the photo. ND filters are basically sunglasses for cameras, and a very cool tool that I love to use. Blimey, that was a bit of a serious answer, wasn't it? Quite long too, but that is what an ND filter is and does in... Well, it's not, not really a nutshell, is it? I'm not sure what you call it. Right then, a few things. How do ND filters work? Well, I don't know what they're made of. Well, they're made of different things, glass, polycarbonate and all that. And I don't know what's in them that reduces the amount of light that gets through to the camera sensor. And I don't care. I don't need to know how it works. I need to know what it does. So how do you get these things onto your lens? Well, there's two types. There's ones that screw into the filter thread on the front of your lens and ones that you slide into a holder which screws into the filter thread. I use the ones with a separate holder, and I'll tell you why shortly. Can I get them for my phone? Well, (laughs) of course you can. Never tried them myself? That's why I have an actual camera to do stuff like this. I don't want to fiddle around with my phone and ND filters and stuff. I just just don't want to do it, okay? That makes me sound old-fashioned, doesn't it? So how much light do they stop? Well, oh, my iPhone storage is full. That's great. It's all going wrong today. How much light do they stop? Well, there are two main ways of describing ND filters and the amount of light that they block. Numbers of stops is one, and this is the way I understand them. A six-stop ND filter reduces the amount of light gets through to the sensor by, well, six stops. <laughs> and a ten-stop filter reduces the amount of light that gets through to the, through to the camera lens by ten stops. And it will be no surprise to you that a 15-stop filter... Oh, it's 15 stops, okay? I mean, that makes sense, but what does it actually mean? Well, if you're taking a photo with a shutter speed of 1 125th of a second without an ND filter, this is what shutter speed you can use with an ND filter. 1 125th of a second is a normal, standard shutter speed to use photographing handheld in daylight in normal conditions. Chuck a six-stop ND filter on and your shutter speed becomes half a second. With a 10-stop filter, eight seconds. And with a 15-stop filter, an amazing four minutes. Yeah, four minutes. Now, I'm going to tell you the other way that they're described, which is the way I don't like myself. Probably because I'm not that intelligent. Now, they're also known... ND filters are also known by how much the light is reduced. So you get what's called an ND2 filter, or two times. And this reduces the amount of light by a half, which is one stop. Then you get an ND4, which reduces the amount of light, sorry, to a quarter, not by... Well, 
It was. <laughs> As luck would have it with an ND2, it does reduce the amount of light by a half to a half. With an ND4, this reduced the amount of light to a quarter or two stops. Each stop is a halving or a doubling of light. Let's not forget that. ND8 reduces the amount of light to one eighth or three stops. So three stops is one stop from a normal exposure to... <laughs> this is why I struggle with it. So a correct exposure with nothing is a correct exposure. If you reduce by one stop, that's reducing the amount of light by half. If you reduce by two stops, that's reducing by half again, which is a quarter. Three stops reducing by half again, which is an eighth, and on it goes. Like I say, I'm quite happy that a two-stop ND filter gives me two stops. ND4 doesn't help me as a term, as I've clearly demonstrated. So, do they stop a fixed amount of light? Well, yes, they do, unless, unless you get a variable ND filter, that is. So you can get variable ND filters that give you all sorts of ranges. Typically, 1.5 to 2 at one end and 8 to 10 at the other. So you can get an ND fil a variable ND filter that gives you 2 to 8 stops of reduction. So you can please yourself, which has to be nice. Which ND filter should I buy? Well, that's up to you. If I were new to this, I'd try a single variable ND filter. They didn't have them when I bought my first ND filter, by the way. That's how long I've been using them for. Yet, like I say, I'd have tr started off with a, a cheaper variable ND filter just to give it a go, knowing that the quality won't be great. There'll be distortion and errors and stuff, but it, it'll give you a flavour of what they can do for you. And th if this is something that you might get into, then you can buy the best filter that you can afford. Now, I have one ND filter, and it cost me a lot of money. It was about 200 quid, and that was a long time ago. And I'm still using that same filter and holder now. I look after my gear, and it lasts me, well, I won't say a lifetime, but a long time. Right then, so we're, we're, reducing the ex we're reducing the amount of light getting into the sensor. Even, easy for me to say. So how do you work out what your camera settings need to be? Simple, get an app, nice and simple. Loads of them. Loads of free apps do it for you. It's an arithmetical calculation, basically. And sure, you can work it out for yourself, but why would you when you can get a free app that does it for you instantly? And if you get an, a variable ND filter, then the app will be even more useful to you. You can pretty much decide what shutter speed you want and let the app give you the correct exposure. Or aperture, obviously. I quite like the sound of that. Picking an exposure, then dialing a reduction using your ND filter to suit. That sounds pretty cool to me, actually, isn't it? It makes me want a, an ND filter, a variable ND filter even more. No, 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 I'll be good, I'll be good. Do I need to do anything different when taking a photo with an ND filter? Well, it depends. It depends on the strength of the filter. If you've got a two-stop ND filter, no, you're fine. But if you've got a ten-stop ND filter, like me, there's a problem. You can't see what you're taking a photo of because it's so dark because you've reduced the amount of light getting in by ten stops. So what you have to do... You've got to compose, focus, get the exposure right. And then you put the filter on and then you take the photo. But you have to adjust the exposure, of course. But if you get one with a holder, this helps. Because with a screw and filter, you'd have to screw it in. Uh, if you're using a 10-stop and you couldn't see what you're taking a photograph of, you'd have to unscrew it, get your composition, focus and all that good stuff, and then screw the filter back in. Now, I use the one with a holder. So I just slide it in into the filter holder. Once I've got everything sorted, it's much easier. And I can't imagine working the other way. Is there anything else that I need to know? Well, you can get a colour cast when you take photos using an ND filter. 
And with the one I have, I sometimes get a blue colour cast, but it depends, and it depends, not defends. <laughs> and I can fix this in Lightroom, no problem. It's just something to be aware of. The talky bit, well, sunglasses for cameras. I love that. That sounds great. Like I say, I use a 10-stop ND filter, which has a holder which screws into the lens. I attach the holder to the lens, get the composition, all that good stuff. And when I'm ready, I slide the filter into the holder and take the photo, having sorted out the camera settings for the right revised exposure, that is. And between us, because I'm using AV mode, I don't need to worry about the exposure, and my camera's always on a tripod, so I just take a photo as normal, then I pop the filter in, then press the shutter release button, it meters, 10 seconds later it takes me photo. And 10 stops gives me crazy long shutter speeds. Now let me give you another example. If I'm taking a photo and the correct exposure is 1 60th of a second at f8, if I use my 10-stop ND filter, the correct exposure with this massive reduction in the amount of light getting through to the camera sensor gives me a whopping 15 seconds at f8. Yeah, I checked this on my app. Yep, a 15-second long exposure. Now, let's just think about that. I can take a photo with a 15 second exposure when, without the filter, I'd be using a speed of, what, 1 60th of a second. I can take a photo with a, six, with, a <laughs> with a 15 second shutter speed in broad daylight. It's, it's just, it's immense. It's immense. And if you didn't know this, it's one that you really need to have a think about. I mean, so what? Well, let me tell you some of the things I've taken photographs of using my ND filter to help me. Any water anywhere. I mean, I love flattening the sea with a long exposure. And before I had an ND filter, I could only do this in low light. But now I can do this any time of the day, which is for me a wonderful thing. I'm talking about the sea here, as I love to take seascapes with a super flat sea. It's one of my things. And I'm, <laughs> as it turns out, I'm really glad I've written this episode. It's got me excited again about playing around with my ND filter. I use it every now and then, but now I'm going to go out and take some photos with it. Water, yeah, rivers, waterfalls, the sea, lakes, well, anything with water can be transformed with an ND filter. And and while I'm on the subject of gear, I'd like to go back to a previous episode, which was episode 132. Do I need new photography gear? My common sense check that says probably not. Now, an ND filter, it helps me to do things I can't do without one. So that falls into my legitimate gear category anyway. Don't know about yours. And what about my commercial photography work? Well, it's not something to be overused. You wouldn't use an ND filter on every shoot now. That'd be weird. Hmm, or would it? Now, hmm, that's got me thinking. Sorry, that's one for another time. Hmm. Nope, I've used it to get a photo from a shoot where the moving sky was blurred, which gave a dreamy, surreal effect. It's lovely, actually. But this is not for real estate photography. Oh, no. If I gave clients photos with a blurry sky, they'd just look at me and go, Really? It's not what we're paying you for. We just want the photos looking normal. Not that I've ever done this, but pretty sure that's what they'd say. But for architectural photography, this is something that I do sometimes. When, when there's an opportunity, that is, and it gives my clients something different. If I've got some, some clouds moving or, or a river or sea in the background on, a, on an architectural shoot, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have a go I'll, and I'll take a couple of photos and see what they're like. But they will be in addition to what I'm giving the client, which is to satisfy the brief. It's like a little artistic bonus from me to them, which is nice. The more I talk about this, the more I want to go and have a play with this on an upcoming trip, so I can't wait for that. So thank you, Rick, for giving myself that reminder. Right, what else can you use an ND filter for? Well, anything that moves you can blur. This is a great idea. 
Think of a busy street, lots of people moving around, cars, buses, all sorts of things going on. Take a photo with your camera on a tripod and a long exposure, and all the people, all those things that are moving, they become blurry. But the stuff that's fixed, the buildings, the roads, you know what? They will all be sharp. And this is this is one I haven't actually tried myself, which I need to do. If you get a long enough exposure, you can make all the people disappear. I think. Now, I might have made that one up, and I've never tried it myself, but I think you can do that. Long enough exposure, people go, the bits that are fixed are in the photo. Let's all try it, see what happens. Uh, yeah, like I say, you'll need a tripod for long exposures, because you still want the stuff that's not moving to be sharp, and the moving stuff to be blurry. If everything in a photo is blurry, you've got a blurry photo. That's not good. It's of no use to anybody. Don't do that. Okay. Last question. Do you need one? Well, hopefully you do. Maybe I've inspired you. So have a think about this. And if it's for you, get an ND filter and get out there and give it a go. And if you do, let me know how you get on. Send me your photos. I'd love to see them. Love to find out how you found the ND filter experience. Oh, yeah. Sorry. One last thing before I go. 10 stops might be a bit extreme. So if you're getting started, you might want something a bit less than 10 stops. Now, I love my my 10 stop filter. I'm happy with that. But that's because I've had it for a, a large number of years now. But you might want to look in the two, three, four, five stop range to get started. Give you a feel for what you can do. What do I do? Well, I use a 10 stop ND filter with my camera on a tripod to blur water and clouds. And I love it. ND filters give me creative opportunities that I would not have without them. And I use my ND filter to create striking, stylish and a little bit different photos. It's all got to be good, right? I mean, there's nothing bad about this, is there? And we all need to be able to do something a little bit different from time to time, don't we? Don't overdo it. You don't have to take every photo with them. But if you did, that could be your thing, couldn't it? Hmm. Next episode, Photographer Explained Podcast Episode 135. Something to do with polarising filters, probably. I haven't written that episode yet, so the title is to be decided, and I will explain why in a future episode, okay? Polarising filters, that's the other filter that I use with my photography these days. I used to have loads of filters back in the day, now I have one ND filter and one polarising filter, and that is it. Actually, I haven't used my polarising filter in a while, so that's going to give me something, something else to look forward to. How splendid. If you have a photography question you would like me to answer in plain English, or as plain as I can get, in less than 10 minutes-ish, without the relevant details, but the odd stumble, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. You can also find out more about me and my podcast, and also ways to help me there. So send me a question, or just say hi, it would be great to hear from you. Well, this episode was powered by, wait for it, a cheese sandwich and a bag of salt and vinegar crisps. Yep, back to my old faithful snackage, washed down with an ice-cold Diet Pepsi as I'm sat here in my overly warm, homemade, acoustically cushioned and moderately ventilated recording emporium. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again. (laughs) That's getting a bit longer, isn't it? I might need to review that one of my ad-libs in the middle of a complicated sentence. Anyway, I thought I got through that quite well. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me, oh, I don't know, more than 10 minutes of your valuable time. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmcavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.